Alright, welcome back everybody to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. <laughs> this is Rob. I really wanted to say this was Rob, but I I just... know, you put me first, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this week we're going to do the whole Metro Division. We're going to start bottom to top this week. Because um, I, like, I think all the other ones we went top to bottom, but we're going to switch it up a little bit and go bottom to top. So yeah. that means that our first team is the New York Rangers. <laughs> our hated rivals. Yeah. Actually, for being a Flyers fan, I don't think I hate the Rangers as much as everybody else. Um, I really, I don't know, I don't have like a whole problem with them. We used to not, well, I mean, we still really can't. We only beat them for like the first time in MSG this year. But, I don't know, I just don't really have a problem with them. I guess I like Henrik Lundqvist a lot, so that's that's a big part of it, so. It's alright, Devils fans who are listening. I'll make up for his lack of hate. Fuck the Rangers. Yeah. Fuck Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> this is like our Homer, our Homer, um squad so we're gonna try to stay by part like uh, you know you know we're gonna we're gonna be realistic here but at the same time yeah, we're not gonna put like the penguins in last just because i'm a flyers fan like yeah it's not gonna ha- i mean the rangers are in last you are gonna hear me rant and rave no, about the not, devils but... though and our playoff shot <laughs> although i really do think i have more shit to talk about carolina than anything so i'm just saying this is our this is our turf. For anyone listening at home who's a Devils or a Flyers fan, you're tuning in just for this is your episode right here, guys. But we're gonna yeah. we're gonna keep it real here and we're gonna we're gonna rock this metro out. And let's uh yeah. I mean we could really start with that. I'm thinking we're doing the Rangers, right? Yep. Alright, mister I don't hate the Rangers. What good things do you have to say about this team? <laughs> Um, their offensive depth is not as bad as I think a lot of people would think. I think that Leas Anderson and uh, Philip Peedle are going to come in and win jobs this year. I thought that they were going to make the team last year, to be honest. But I think the biggest thing with the Rangers is that their defense isn't very good. And I think Henrik Lundqvist is past the point of no return to where he's not really going to be King Henrik anymore. Um, or at least I don't think that that's what the Rangers can rely on. I think that he's he's always going to be the king in New York, but I just don't think it's going to be save the day King Henrik anymore. He's still going to be solid. That, uh, what's his name, Gagoriev, the like backup who came in later in the year, looked like he could turn out to be something solid. I think he just wasn't ready for the NHL at the point that they called him up, so... Yeah, unfortunately, the Rangers do have a habit of um of having really good backup goaltenders. So, yeah, I mean, I never would doubt the fact that they've got someone um you know behind them. But I do think that you're you're right. They, I don't know if I don't think Henrik's gonna be bad. You know, he's still gonna be a good goalie in this league. But like, does he have enough to carry them? Because the past couple years he hasn't, and they've had a better team, especially defensively. So yeah. I'm not. I think sure. Henrik will quit before he's bad. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't. But yeah, he, no, he, you're right. He doesn't want to play anywhere else, though. So yeah, but you're definitely right. They've had better defensive teams in front of him than what they're going to put on the ice this year, and he's not getting better. I don't think. I think that he's still going to put up like standard starting goalie um, numbers, but you know, there's going to be more. 
more holes to his game with not having as good a defense and not being as uh, fleet of foot as he used to be. So, Yeah, and I just, watching the Rangers this year, I just didn't feel like he was, like, like he's not clutch. You know what I mean? He's not like a yeah, game changer. Yeah, and, and again, I don't say that to be a dick. He's, he's a, He was a good goalie. He can still play. But you're going to have to yeah. put an effort in front of him. And I think that the Rangers know well, just as well as I do, that the effort in front of them is going to take a lot um, with this squad. So, I mean, you're right. I'm looking at the offense. If this, uh, if this Anderson kid and Cheadle and, you know, those guys are really, you know, ready, um, they could have a solid depth. I still don't think that they really have star power, honestly. Um, I, li- I like Zabanejad. I liked him before he was a Ranger, so yeah. I'll give them and that. And I think he could be the star power. Yeah, but is it, like, star power? Is it, like, it? he could be that good, but I don't know if he's going to be that good. You know what I mean? And their their offense, though, could do something. The Mestikov could have a good year. These rookies could have a good year. I mean, their fourth line is still a good fourth line with Vessie Spooner and Fast, like, that that crew. Like, again, it's, it's okay from, like, top to bottom, but... um. Their defense without McDonough, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if yeah. how many minutes. I mean, it's rough because I know a lot of depth charts have, like, Brendan Smith back up in the NHL, and he got sent to the AHL last year. So Yeah, and this, I mean, it's always been questionable for, you know, Anthony D'Angelo. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to get his shot, like a real shot this time. Like, you know, but, I mean. Yeah, well, there's a spot for him now. Yeah, so. um. But again, I, as a Devils fan who's like been at go at it with the Rangers, I I freaking hate Ryan McDonough. But and he was a they're a good defender, and they, you know, they think in long term. And I'm not going to blame them for that. I've been saying that the Rangers needed to start doing this stuff like on the on the fly, just like as a hockey fan for a, for a while now, um, or they were yeah. going to have a breakdown. And I think that it was really weird that they decided to have the breakdown this year because they weren't that far out, but I do think it was warranted. I do think if they didn't want to be bad forever, they needed to stop trading their first-round picks and get a couple back. Right. And, I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a Devils fan, so I root for them when they make a stupid trade with their first-round pick. But they, they did get a decent return, and, and they could turn it around. But Shea and Shattenkirk as their first pairing, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then these other guys are all question marks in my book. The, other, the only one who's like a... Definitely a tested NHL defenseman is Mark Stahl, and he's not, you know, I, it's still not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for me, they just should stay on the path of, you know, keep doing the rebuild, do it the right way, and it shouldn't be long. Because, I mean, they've already had, you know, good drafts. They got Cheeto and Anderson in the same draft. Then this year they got, and I don't really put this in the play of, like, whether or not they're not going to be better because of this draft in 2018 this year but you know they're already adding good pieces like they added Vitaly Kravstov with their number nine pick and then they added Keandre Miller with the pick that they got from I don't know they had they also got the 27 oh I think they traded up for it they traded up to that pick at the draft I'm pretty sure either way they got two good prospects that are at this point highly touted that are definitely helping this rebuild and if this uh, Gregoriev kid, you know, turns out to be a good goalie, they don't have to wait on 
another goalie to be ready once, you know, Henrik decides to hang him up. So I think it's definitely not the time. And I don't really, I think at this point, now that they've already sold off McDonough and stuff like that, I think that they're at the point where they're not going to try to buy back in to get back in the playoffs, even if they're close. Yeah. It's going to be selling from here on out until it's a different team. So Yeah, and their decision-making, I like understand the logic. And I actually agree with it. Just being from that area, I'm really surprised because like New York fans are for every sport are just can be ridiculous. Like they expect the world. So if they're, I think that this could be, you know, they they could turn it around pretty quickly. And you're right about all those things. But they really need to, their fans need to get that letter that they are being serious. That letter that they wrote them and saying they were going to sell off McDonough and shit. And if they if they wuss out to the crying fans and they try some stuff, it's not going to look good for them. Yeah, I think it would just be dumb at this point. But I do worry I think, about that. You know, New York sports, they're stressful, and they, that's what they do. Like, Oh, yeah, I mean, they expect excellence, and that's, I mean, that's a good thing. That's, like, real passion there or whatever. But I think that at this point, man, the management of the New York Rangers needs to do what's best for the New York Rangers and not necessarily what's best for the fans right now i mean they're not gonna like they're not gonna get relocated or anything just because the fans get pissed off for a couple years you know i think it's better to redo it now than have to worry about putting yourself in a bind just to try to compete because that's what your fans want to do oh yeah and i I, they're still going to be the richest team in hockey or close to it. Yeah. Like, I just... And I, I'm never, just saying I that they... will see a you difference, know, really. <laughs> read, like, a bunch of New York, like, reporters, and some of them will never get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it, it sucks when your team isn't good. Yeah, it does. But, I mean, <laughs> at this point, in the way that the game is played now, I mean, it's just... You gotta do it the right way, or it's not gonna last that long, so... Yeah. But enough about them. <laughs> Unless you got more yeah, to say can, about the Rangers. No, now we can talk about the Islanders, the other <laughs> New York team. Yeah, so... I honestly don't think it's as bad as it seems. If I'm being honest. I don't think it's that bad. Obviously, there's a fucking gaping hole where John Tavares used to sit, but at the same time, Barzell is the real deal. I think he struggles a little bit this year because he's getting... There is no shelter anymore for Matt Barzell. It's trial by fire, but I think that he's the kind of player that can come out on top. And, I mean, the offensive depth depth is decent, actually. I mean, it's not bad. Um, I think that Lou's making this team a hard team to play against. Like, these are going to be, like, the trap games for probably teams like the Flyers and Devils where if they're not, if the Islanders aren't that good, it might be a team that we look down upon or whatever and think that it's going to be an easy game when it turns out that we end up losing because they're a decent team. They're not yeah. great, and I don't think that they're going to be great, and their goaltending is still suspect, and their defense is still suspect, but I don't think it's going to be as bad because they had another good draft like the Rangers did. They picked up two good prospects, and Lou didn't even have to do anything. Like, yeah. two top 10 players walked right down into the 11th and 12th pick, so. Yeah, I did like the the draft they had. Those kids are supposed to be good, and you're right. I mean, it's not it's not like an embarrassment of a team, but, I mean, JT, dude, 
JT, and it, and I just have a hard time believing that the year that they lose him is going to be the year that they snap out of it because they've had other years oh, where no, you look no, at their no, lineup no. and you're like, oh well, you know, it's good, it's fine, and then they don't put it together. But I mean, Barzell's still going to have decent players on his side, you know, to yeah to play with. It's not like he was playing with JT the whole time and that was like the John Tavares effect. He's good. He's real good. Yeah, I don't think Bar- Barzell's not going to suffer from losing JT. It's Ken Anders Lee and what the other? What's the other guy? Jordan Everly. No, Jordan Everly was playing with Barzell. Well, he that's going to be their top line this year. Are you talking about Josh Bailey? Well, yeah, Josh Bailey. Yeah, it's Ken. The guys that were scoring, like Anders Lee, scored forty goals next to John Tavares. Can he score forty goals without it? I say probably not. And I I do think that the team the team is going to suffer without John Tavares. It's not like it's going to be, you know, okay. You know, they're not going to be like the same team. But I think that it's not the end of the world that he left. It's not going to be great next year. But it's also it could turn around very quickly for them because they have decent players. And if you know other guys can step up, if like Anders Lee can score. And Josh Bailey can score without John Tavares, then it's fine. And they just patch up the D, and then you know I still think that there's a good goalie in Robin Lehner there. So, well, I don't think it's the end of the world as much as Islanders fans seem to have reacted when he left. Yeah, and and dude, honestly, I have a lot more faith in Anders Lee than maybe even they do. I don't know if he'll score forty goals again, but Barzil is a he's a setup dude going to rack up assists he's going to give that dude the opportunity the same type of opportunities he had with uh with Tavares and he can bang him in you know what I mean I question more Josh Bailey I mean who on that line is going to get him that ridiculous amount of assists that he had like you know what I mean like I don't know and again no not talking shit I don't think he's a bad player they could they could definitely do it but there's holes I'm not convinced about Robin Lehner I don't think he's bad but he he's not going to save them that's not going to happen they're eventually going to need to get a goalie but they have Lou so they're going to find a goalie that's the i mean it, yeah that that dude finds goalies so yeah and i think that Robin Laner i don't know that he's a good goalie on the islanders i think that if he was on the right team but it's the thing with every good team already has their goalie and every good team right now has their defense. So I don't know exactly where Robin Lehner goes with a job opening for him to kind of figure it out, except for the Islanders, of course. But oh, yeah. I still think that there's something in there. He's like he's a skilled goalie. He's athletic. He has passion in his game. Um, I don't think that he was – I don't even think he was the problem in uh, Buffalo, and I'm honestly kind of surprised that they let him go. Um, I thought that he was kind of going to be their guy for the next couple years. And then it I don't want to talk about Buffalo too much, but I don't really get their theory behind Carter Hutton because he's an unproven non-starter goalie too. He had good numbers beside a, solid, a really good St. Louis defense, but not Buffalo's defense is not St. Louis's defense. So yeah. I don't really understand that whole thing. But you- yeah, no, I... St- I still think that the Islanders are going to struggle next year, but they are definitely in place to 
rebuild that team rather quick, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, one route that they could go to is... I, I They definitely did the right thing getting rid of Halak. I've like never been a fan. Yeah. Maybe they go out and they get a better backup that could do a timeshare other than Grice. Because I don't know about him either. The, my, my main concern for them is the defense. I mean, Nick Letty's your best defenseman now. It's... It used to look a lot yeah. better for them. But I think you're right. Like They could be on the up and up, but Tavares is a big hit. But even if JT stayed, I still question this team. I question the D. I question the goalie. And, and again, the goalie could play fine, but this D in front of him is, is unimpressive. <laughs> so I don't I don't know about that. But um, how, how does it feel to know that we have to deal with Matt Martin regularly again, too? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't. I get what he was like doing. He's bringing in guys like Komarov and Martin that, you know, and that's why I think that they'll be like a tough team to play against because they have, you know, a good amount of like hardworking players, players that are going to throw other players off their game. And I think that's kind of to, in a way, Instead of having another number one center to go to instead of Barzell, it's kind of like, well, we'll throw the the four-checking guys out there against the team's top line and then, you know, hopefully open up some space for Matt Barzell when he gets out there. But Yeah, and I just think he has more of an opportunity. Not that I'm like a huge fan or anything. He has more of an opportunity here than Toronto because Toronto is just really a lot better. And I, but he, you know that during games, these division games versus me and you, like that dude may not even play a lot of games. But we're gonna have to watch yeah. him hit our players. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about was fucking Josh Hosang. If that kid can get his fucking act together and like he's he's like from everything I see, he's good. No. Like he should be a good hockey player. No, he is. He has like he has hands and he has a scoring touch. He's just an asshole. Dude, I've been. He's not a bad player. I feel like, like I've been just given like. NHL stats that he's had so far, he's put up like half a point a game since in games that he's played in the NHL, and that's a guy that could be valuable in like a second to third line spot. I know, but I've been hearing about this dude for years and years. I can't believe he's only 22. I'm looking at the page, he's 22. I feel like I've heard about this dude for the past 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, he's, well, because he's supposed to be good. That's the thing. It's like he was once a very highly touted prospect that a lot of people we're interested in and then it's the whole attitude problem or whatever problem he has is what's holding him back because honestly like with just the people who i see in this bottom six there's no reason why he can't be in the nhl i mean valtteri filpula is on the team why isn't josh hosang well he probably at least hosang can skate who will play probably josh hosang well he might but why didn't he play last year why didn't he play the year before? He's been 20 for two years. Well, that's why I said bullshit when you were saying that. Because I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's not... I don't think it's the game. It's not his game that is holding him back. It's him being an asshole. Or whatever he's doing. I don't know. I don't know the whole ins and out of it or whatever. But there's obviously something. Because if the kid can put up 12 points in 22 NHL games last year, then why didn't he stay? You know, if you call someone up from the AHL and he puts up 12 points in 22 games, he probably stays. 
Well, maybe not because you guys let a fucking AHL leading defenseman walk the fucking Florida, but. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't gotten to but, them yet. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That is just the last thing I wanted to say about the Islanders. It's like everything that I read or see about this kid, it's like if he can ever get the whole th- his whole act together and everything, he could be a game changer. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, like I said, I've heard about him enough that if it's not this year, I never want to hear about him again. <laughs> we're at that point where I'm sick of him. He either needs to be good or he's or he, or just go away. Yeah. So maybe they play him this year. Maybe he does good. We'll see. All right. So now we got so excited. the Carolina Hurricanes. She's been waiting for like a month just to do this. <laughs> so you want to go ahead and give me your piece here or what? Well, we can we can go back and forth. It could be our witty banter. I just, to preface the whole thing, we may have even talked shit on them. I think when the Skinner trade happened, um, a little bit, we tried to keep it towards the Buffalo end. But, like, I, I, I hope I'm not repeating myself, but I don't think they know what kind of team they have. Like, what is... What is management doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that they know what they're doing. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Carolina was right there with Columbus, with the Devils, with the Flyers, all these teams that were like two years ago, like the next five years, all these teams should be gradually getting better. And it seemed like the Hurricanes like walked to the edge of the diving board and then climbed down the ladder. Well, jumped off the ladder the wrong way. <laughs> right? I just don't understand what they were doing. Like, I, their strength is defense, right? Their strength yes, is defense, absolutely. and they have a hardworking offense. I will give them that. They Those guys get it, and they have some skill. But they need a, they need a center. I mean, and, and they could rock with the centers they got. I'll even give them, I'll even give them that. But they don't have, like, a true star center, and defense is their strength. And yet, thus far, they've added a defenseman in free agency. So hopefully that means they're going to trade one of these guys. But I And we've been over this. I mean, I fear they're going to trade the wrong one. Like that Dougie Hamilton trade, like, Dougie Hamilton's a good player, and I think that they're gonna he's going to play good for them. But, like, Hannafin had a lot of potential, dude. He was like a younger version. Like you don't know where that ceiling's gonna be. So it's it was like a fair trade for them. And then on the other end, we've talked about this. They they lost like between Furland and um, what's his name? Like the uh, yeah. What the fuck is it? <laughs> that guy who was about to say he's a better player. <laughs> yeah. Who now plays for Calgary? <laughs> Damn it. Elias Lindholm. Lindholm. Elias Lindholm, yeah. Yeah, I think Lindholm's the better player than Michael Furlan. I think that's proven, and I think that... Yeah. So I think they had an about-even trade, but could end up wrecking them in the future with the Hamilton thing. Because, I mean, again, Hannafin's much younger, could end up doing the same thing or better. And, um, yeah. and I again, I don't understand the, the, other, the other piece of that trade. You like gave away more, even though I feel like your piece was more valuable. And then we could talk about Jeff Skinner, which we 
me and you do all the time. It's like our favorite thing to do. Yeah. So maybe you have better input on that, but I don't get it. I think that they they want to power that offense. If you're not gonna have a star center, like have as many like guys as you can score like on your wings, people could switch out and just Jeff Skinner, I think, is he's not like the you know all star all star, but he's definitely got the top five best hands in the league. Like he is sick, and that dude makes you pay when he gets behind you. And um, if they got a fair value, maybe it would make sense because they they do have Svechnikov, um, who's supposed to be really good. Yes. But I mean, Joey, just tell me about that trade, man. Like what? Like what? I don't. I don't like it a whole lot. They didn't get enough back for him. They either, if they're going to get the same picks back, they have to at least get a roster player. And I, I mean, they, I mean, really, they should have got a first round pick. I mean, I guess like him having his no movement clause kind of handcuffed him because there was only certain teams that he would wait for. But at the same time, and I guess there was also like the speculation that he wasn't going to resign, so they traded him so that way they wouldn't lose him for nothing. And then, like, the same thing like we talked about with, like, Eric Carlson. It's like, well, it is kind of time to trade him because if you wait until the deadline, you're getting probably... Well, you probably would have got the return that you got now. (laughs) But... Yeah. And you shouldn't have, but... I don't know. I... They definitely could did better with that trade. When I first saw it, I was more skeptical. Like, I even was like, why would you even do that? But looking at their their depth chart, I guess I could see them trading him, especially not losing him for nothing. But no, they definitely, definitely should have demanded a first from at least and, and should have gotten a lot more. And I mean, their wingers will be fine. But like I said, if you're running without star caliber centers then have as many offensive guys as you possibly can on this team. And that's not to any detriment of Sebastian Ajo. He might be that. He, he's a good player. I, I really like their team. Like, I've been very excited for Carolina for years, and then it, they just don't do it. Um, and they, they get a little bit more exciting to watch, but then they blow it. And, I mean, they should have one of the best Ds in the league. Like, we should be talking about them the same way that we talk about, like, Nashville and, um, and like, uh, you know. And Winnipeg. They they should no, be better. Not Winnipeg. Okay. Well, yeah, no, they should be better. Like I I personally think that Skinner was becoming the expendable person. I just think that this was the wrong time. I think that, I mean, if he was truly unhappy and he really wasn't going to sign, then they had to do what they had to do, or else they were getting nothing. Um, and that would have been worse. I mean, that's just worse than what they got. At least they got like a decent prospect. They got picks. Um, whether or not they do anything with those picks, I really don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really, I don't like it. I did, I did the math a little, well, I did the math on their end for the players that they lost with trading Hannafin, Skinner, and Lindholm. They lost 125 points and I'd say they probably brought in maybe 80 I mean, I'd say Dougie Hamilton's at least good for 30, or not 30, about 50 or 60, depending on where he plays and how good the team works, I guess. And then I don't really know about Furland as much. He's just not, he's not bad, but he's not like good. I think there was a lot more upside to Lindholm. And, yeah. and I just, he had I, 41 points last year, but that was a career year, so. Yeah. 
And I, I fear because of these other trades and these other things that they did that they're going to mess up other stuff. Maybe that's wrong for me to think. But why go out and spend money on Calvin DeHaan when, you, again, you should have one of the best defenses in the league? You should. You have. Yeah, without him. You have what's there without him, yeah. So that leads me to believe that you're going to trade someone else. We just we just went over how you didn't get enough for Jeff Skinner. So who are you going to trade? Justin Falk? Again, bad decision. Wrong guy. Don't do that. Or, you know, they keep the squad, and these other guys like Jake Bean and these guys they got in the system are, are just rotting, you know, not playing in the NHL. Like, again, they had a good squad already. I love it. I'm looking at this. I'm like, this is great. Like, Hayden Fleury, Brett Pesci on the third pairing. Jacob Slavin, Justin Falk, that's an awesome first pairing. Like, if these guys just, like, did their potential and they got some support, they they would have, the, like, one of the best defenses. So I, I just question that move, too. That's what I mean when I say I don't know that they understand what they have in regards of a team, like, stacking up on that. And, you know, we'll see. Maybe they're going to get something for, you know, Falk, but I don't know what. You're, you're not going to get a first-line center, so... That's not really gonna. It's not really gonna yeah. matter. Well, no one, no one's partying with the first line center. It just isn't gonna happen. Yeah, and 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 then we always lead back to their goaltending. It's always been suspect for a while now, you know. And yeah, and I don't really get that either with signing like Peter Mrazek, and I get like Mrazek's young enough to bounce back and have a good year, but he was supposed to bounce back with Detroit and. You know, he didn't do well with, or he had a good beginning with Philly and then he didn't do well with that. So it's like, I mean, they sent out, like, I mean, I get Cam Ward was at the end of a contract and he's, you know, in the twilight of his career or whatever, but Cam Ward was still their best goalie last year. And so it's like, there's no stability. Like, you have two unstable goaltenders that you don't know what they're going to do. And everybody, I see a lot of people saying, well, Darling can't be bad or that bad again this year. It's like, can he? Like yeah. I don't. What was di- what was different? What's different this year that wasn't there last year? Yeah, I don't have a lot of. If faith. anything, it's worse now. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in Darling, and I didn't have a lot of faith in Ward. But at least that was their boy. At least that was their boy right. who brought them that cup. And you're right; he was the best goalie they had last year. And he probably wouldn't have left. All they had to do was ask. But yeah, I mean. I, I've always been. Well, he went to Chicago, and they're not winning a cup, so it's not like he's cup chasing. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to play hockey. I mean, and like I said, that's your boy. I'm not saying that you always go for the emotional appeal. I've been saying ship Cam Ward off and get a real goalie for years, but you didn't do that. You still only have Scott Darling, who I'm questioning. And Mrazek, I hope he bounces back. I've been kind of you know a fan of his, but he's, yeah. he's also been proven, like you said, un, unreliable. Right. And it's like, I don't know, I... The whole like dealing for background or background backup goaltenders like they did with Darling is always a gamble and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. They didn't improve. Yeah. And they have, you know, suppose or a good prospect in like uh what's his name? Alex Nedelkovich or whatever in I think he's in the AHL now. And I think he's putting up decent numbers, but and, I mean, Mrazek only got a one-year deal, so if they are bad, so it's not like they locked him up for, like, four years and, like, went crazy or whatever. So, you know, if he's bad, he's only making 1.5 mil, so it's not the worst contract. But, again, like we've been saying, like, I just felt like it was time for a step forward and not necessarily time for a step back, so. Yeah. But 
at the same time if this if there was a year to step back and try to get a first overall pick it would be now because that center that they need is in the draft so true but i also don't know if they'll be that bad they're definitely still going to be fun to watch and yeah some stuff but my my main thing is man they're they're goalies (laughs) it's like the reverse effect for what we just said about the rangers and what we just said about the islanders and what we've said about like it's one thing when you have a decent goalie and you have a cruddy offense and then that decent goalie, you know, ends up underperforming because he's got no support. These dudes, like this dude had a bad year last year and they do have a good defense. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, what's, what would happen? Like, if, if he has another bad year this year, that's like it. I mean, it, not it. Like, you can always bounce back. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like doom and gloom, but you can't blame the team. right it was you dude so yeah there it's it there's no like oh the defense in front of him is bad because it's just not like (laughs) there's at least like there's at least seven guys here that are nhl defensemen and that's not including bean and that's you know all these kids that are supposed to be good or whatever that they have it's like there's could be one of the best defenses in the league like we've been saying and it's like it's still really bad. Like, the goaltending stats were, like, really bad. Yeah, and, and they play a lot in the Ozone, dude. They do have a good, like, forecheck. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's... We're gonna see. We're gonna see, but I, I had a lot more... Had a lot more faith, and now I just could... I could talk so much shit about the things that they've done. I just hope they don't make it worse. Because I've been rooting for right. them for years. Like I said, they're they're right on the cusp. They're on the bubble. Blah blah blah. Like, and they don't they don't take that next step. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, they should be better than they are. And I like I think I said it la- the last podcast or when the Jeff Skinner trade is. Just, I just don't understand like where what direction are you going? Like, you did the you pretty much did the rebuild. I mean, you never really got that center. But, I mean, they have uh, Martin Decash or whatever that's, like, their center prospect that's up and coming that is supposed to be pretty good. Um, I don't know if he's the number one star center that they need, but he's supposed to be good. So, you know, it's always good to have a good center. But it's like, where are you going? What Are you back to rebuilding? Are you – who are you waiting for? Like, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like – Where's the wait? Like, you should be finding someone to play next to Ajo unless you're trying to get him on a bridge deal. Like, don't let him be too great because you'll have to pay him or what? I don't know. Because I guess that was another thing. Like, they didn't want to pay Hannafin and they didn't want to, you know, pay the young kids or whatever. So that's why part of the reason why they traded him. But, you know, it's not. A, that's almost the opposite of how I feel things are should be going for Carolina at least. Yeah. Like, they're not a bottom feeder. So oh, it's no. like, why are you going to, like, nitpick over trying to pay your 21-year-old defenseman? Yeah, but how much does Hamilton make? Hamilton? Hamilton makes 5.57 mil for the next three years. It ain't cheap. I mean... It's not cheap. And I don't know. I don't know what the speculation that Hannafin was asking for. He wasn't going to get more than that, though. I don't think so. <laughs> Not yet, at least. 
So I think that he was going on a bridge deal regardless. But I don't know. I don't. I still don't know why they would do that. I mean, because their defense isn't cheap. I mean, everybody in the top six, well, besides Trevor Van Riemsdyk, is making over four mil. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that not. I think that Slavin and Pesci and Falk were the guys to invest in. But I think that Hannafin could have been like that cornerstone that you need. Like Provorov, it's like Provorov's going to get paid because he should be our best defenseman for the next 15 years or whatever. And I feel like Hannafin could have been up there with them, but now, well, he will be. He just will he'll be in Calgary. So. Yeah. But, yeah, it's enough with Carolina. Now we can get on to your New Jersey Devils. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you got to say about the Devils? I'm more interested in what you have to say. Um, I think that the Devils, I think that the Devils will be okay next year if Schneider comes back and is their starting goalie. I think they're okay if Keith is the starting goalie. I'm less comfortable with that. I don't think that he's bad. I think that he is. It's good if you can have a tandem of Schneider and Keith both at the top of their game. I think that's great for the Devils. If it's just Keith, and it's who's the backup? Keith, what do you mean? Well, like if Snyder's out, because oh, didn't you say he missed time at the beginning of the year? Oh, yeah. well, that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna start the season as the backup, though, most likely, because Snyder's not gonna yeah. start the season, I don't think. And I don't doubt that Keith can hold it down for a little bit, but most most of the time with goalies, if they're missing time. They're normally not healthy for the rest of the year. And that's a concern. Yeah. Like, if Schneider's coming into the season hurt, then he's probably hurt for the rest of the year, regardless of if he's playing or not. Yeah, and I mean, that's probably what... I mean, the the injuries is what got him this year. And Keith absolutely crushed it. I think he's a great backup. I don't know. I'm not ready to give the reins to him. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. But he's definitely serviceable. And that was dope. How he dragged yeah. us into the playoffs. Like, it was. I love you, Keith. <laughs> yeah, and I think that you guys should be better offensively. Um, I just think. I just think that some of the magic that happened last year is not going to be the same. I think that your guys that are supposed to be good, like Hall and Nico, although I don't know that Hall scores 93 points again and wins the heart. Not saying that he can't. I just I don't predict back to back anything unless it's McDavid winning an Art Ross Trophy. So yeah, but I really try not to predict back to back anything because it's just unlikely. But I think that Nico gets better. I think that if Johansson has a full solid year, I think that's great for you guys. Really, the only concern that I have on offense for you guys is Pavel Zaka and Patrick Sajak. Or no, not Patrick Sajak. <laughs> Is it Pat- Travis? What the, what the fuck is his name? Travis. I had Elias in my in my head, and I just said the first words that came <laughs> out. I was looking at Sajak on my thing, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy's name?" <laughs> but I already had Elias in my fucking head, so. Nah, man. Well, dude, I think here's the thing. I'm not like a self hating fan. I love this team, no matter what, and I question some of the things that have happened, but it's so. I trust the process. I trust our GM. He's made a lot of good moves. And I 
I worry because I don't think that we got better from last year. I don't. We're definitely the same team and even lost a little bit of depth for what I would call stupid because, you know, it's we lost these depth guys, which don't make the hugest of, of differences like straight up. Like we didn't we didn't lose John Tavares, you know, but yeah. it's nice that when someone goes down or if someone hits a cold spot like these younger guys that we had people to plug them. And I don't mind losing anyone that we lost and really it went to. But you also didn't add anybody. We didn't add anybody. And it's not even that. It's that they went for things that we could have easily paid. Like, I think Brian Gibbons almost went for, like, like almost league minimum. And it was like, dude was a big part of our penalty kill. He's not, like, a game changer. but And he's probably may not even repeat what he did last year. But he was definitely a, an important part of the lineup this year. Um same thing with, like, John Moore. Everyone, I understand. No one wants to pay a dude for six years in a row who's just going to play on your third pairing, God willing. And a lot of people hate on him. But he played good defense. He just played too much. It was one of those things. And if they could put him in the right role, he had his, his specialties. He, he was good. And I wouldn't want to pay him for six years. But he only was making, like, what, one and a half million for those six years? That's not going to kill us. Like, if we did that, we weren't going to, like, lose out on Nico. So I don't understand the moves, but like I said, we, we've pulled some robberies. I don't know if we're going to make a trade or what the thought process is, but I trust where we're going. Like, they definitely put this team together. And what I'll say is it's too wishy-washy. I want to say because we didn't add anything, we'd take a step back. And there was, like, magic last year. There were a lot of things that happened where it was like, that probably won't happen again. A lot of people, like, came out of nowhere and stepped up. Brian Gibbons, we had... Brat, where we're like, oh, man, this dude came out of nowhere. And you had Blake Coleman scoring goals with one arm and Brian Boyle, like, in the midst of cancer. Like, you know, it was like a the greatest, like, storyline ever. I don't know if everything clicks like that again this year. But in that very same token, we also have a bunch of prospects ready to prove themselves. One of them, I pray, is good. I'm sure that I don't know if all of them are going to be like mainstays, but I'm sure at least one of them's got something to prove. Yeah. And we didn't have Mojo for a lot of the season. That's huge. Like, Kyle Palmieri was injured for a long amount of time. So if, like, the dudes who are supposed to be good, like, don't get hurt and they make up for the change of pace and probably the depth, we could finish exactly the same or even better. It's it, That's absolutely possible. We just didn't add anything. And... um and I think you're right about the center. Like, we need a second-line center. And Zaka needs to really do it or or do or die. I mean, it's time. He, he's an NHL player, yeah. but I don't know about a second-line center. So there's so many right. question marks, it's hard to rank my own team. So I, I'm actually trying to be harsher on them than I think I even they deserve. Just because I it, there's not enough information here to say it. So No, I mean, I like, I like your team, to be honest. Um and I and that's the thing is like I don't want to say because a lot of people would be like oh well the devil devils overachieved whatever it's like I don't really think that's true. Um, I think everything that happened was within reach. If anything, I'll say kind of similar to what I said about Boston is that you guys were kind of ahead of schedule. Like everything kind of clicked maybe a year before everybody thought that they would. But I don't think like overachieved to me means like what Ottawa did. In like 16, 17, like get one game away from the cup final, and then next year they're the worst team in the league. Yeah. yeah, it's like I that's not gonna happen with the Devils. 
Oh yeah, and even if we don't, we don't. We have a worse year than last year. I'm not too worried because I think the future is bright. I mean, these young guys are good. Yeah. Um, we picked up a defensive prospect who's eventually going to play. Um, I mean, our D two is still bad. I'm not going to like that. Is something that's been suspect for the past few years, but you know, um, I think and it's not awful. Like Andy Green just plays too much. He needs to take less minutes. Um, Votnin was great. I'm excited for Butcher. So eventually we're going to have yeah. to replace these guys. Like, I don't think we're there yet. Like, we're not contenders. But no, I definitely don't think we're a bottom feeder. And even if we were, we'll be right back next year. Like, there's there's no doubt that we are on the up and up. So I'm excited no matter what. But I'm just saying, again, I'm going to be harsh on them. And uh, just a sneak peek to my list, they didn't go higher. I know we're going to talk about the end, but they didn't go higher for me. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised. They didn't go higher for me. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if something crazy happened. Again, um, not crazy, just if the dudes who are supposed to be good. Like I said, if if we balance out the, the magic from last year with the talent of some of the guys who didn't get it and the increased, like, improvement of some of the other players, I think we'll be just fine. Yeah. I think you're going to be fine either way. I think... Um, just having a healthy lineup makes it the same. Just because, like, I think Taylor Hall definitely puts up point per game. I don't know that Taylor Hall can win you as many games as he did on his own this year. But I also think that he won't have to because him and Nico will be like a tandem. And it's not, and not that Nico didn't do anything because Nico had a great year uh, for a rookie. And then it's just like Hall was like the dude, like, yeah, no, that dude was when like. When I was super watching huge. you guys in the playoffs, I was like, "Oh fuck, Hall's not on the ice, so no one's fucking scoring." Like, <laughs> where's Hall? Because someone needs to put the puck in the net, or else nothing's happening. And he did it, but that's a hard that's a hard thing to do all the time. Oh yeah, and I mean Hall worked magic last year to do what he did, and I don't think anybody expected him to put up numbers like that. Um, and I think that he's fully K. I don't think that he falls back to like what he was doing in Edmonton, like 60 points or whatever. I think that he's definitely a 70 to 80 point guy. And he's just, I mean, he showed that he was a leader. He shows that he wants to, you know, win. Um, I just think that it's going to take some time for some more pieces to fall into place. And I think a lot of people, I don't, I mean, I was a little like surprised I'm not, I wasn't really confused. I was surprised that they didn't, like, look at anybody. Well, I'm not saying they didn't look at anybody in free agency, but they didn't get anybody in free agency. But at the same time, it's like, what's the use of overpaying someone now or bringing in someone now if it's not ready? Yeah. I don't think that there was anybody, not, like, the guys who got signed are going to be, like, I guess, mainstays or should be mainstays on their teams that they got signed to. But at the same time, it's always a gamble. Like yeah, yeah, and if if we took a gamble, I would have rathered for a defender because that could just be better straight up. Right. Um, so like I really wish we would have went after like Dahan or something like that. But all the other wingers, like they would have been a nice. But I get it, I get it. Why would we? Why? And I think you're right. Like I don't think Taylor Hall can carry the whole offense. That can't happen. And he was so dynamic. I mean, he can't always play like that. It would be superhuman. Like it would be. Yeah. You know, it would be unbelievable. But who knows? I mean, if if you're right, like if Nico and 
you know, other people step up and, and play with them, I mean, he could match it. He could match it. it hopefully he doesn't have to is, is the point. Yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be I think it's going to be fine. I don't I don't see you falling back. I just don't see forward momentum for this year. The same place last year gets you in the playoffs. It's really up to the Atlantic this year. Yeah. Because there actually could be four teams in the Atlantic. This I know. Year. Well, there there was close to being four teams last year, but it wasn't until really the end of the season that Florida started making the charge, and I think that they're going to be there most of the season. So Yeah, I think they're our biggest threat. And we're your biggest threat, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was no, going to try honestly, to transition into that, but I guess we got to talk about Columbus first after this, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to say, like, I think that the whole, like, I think that there, we'll get to the list, but there's five teams on my list, and I think that any of them could be in any position, really. This was probably the one of the harder lists to make because I don't know that there is a, you can say right now that there is a true number one right now in this division. Yeah. So there's weakness on all the teams, so. But yeah, so I guess now we have to talk about Columbus. They're just so weird, and I always forget that they're even around. Columbus is weird. I mean, because like, just the star power that they have, like Wierenski and Jones and Panarin and Bobrovsky, like, that's insane. Like, the young, like probably like the youngest, like best top two defensemen. Like, they're legit top two defensemen. And I what Jones is the older one. I think he's twenty three, maybe not even that old, twenty two or twenty three. And then I mean, I think the biggest thing, and I'm not, I didn't really put it against them because it hasn't happened yet. And for all we know, they resigned. But like Panarin and Bobrovsky are still on their last year of their contract, and they haven't been extended yet. And I don't that. I worry about their future with that because we all know. But yeah. Panarin, I mean, this year they could still be great. Panarin is sick. He's a really good player, yeah. and their their top line, their top two lines are really good. They again have probably the best, like you said, young one-two punch for defense, and um, and one of the best goalies in the league. So for now, yeah, I don't see a lot of holes. Maybe depth. Maybe just putting it together and not letting some, you know, some of these crazy, like, I don't know why they were fighting for a spot. Like, they should be better. There's nothing blaring like other teams where we're like, it's the goalie, it's the defense. Like, they've got a pretty well-rounded team. Well, you want to know what it is? Their special teams are fucking garbage. Yeah. Their special teams are bad. Like, 17% on the power play and 76% on the penalty kill. That's bad. Like, that's bad. Get it? And for both of them? Like, at least, like, the way I always say, like, the Flyers are, well, they should be better power play team than they are, but, like, they've been bad, the, like, on the penalty kill, and, like, that's, like, around, like, a Flyers number for penalty kill, and that's bad. Like, it's really <laughs> fucking bad. And they, I mean, that's the thing, is, like, the Flyers are down there with not one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. So. But, I mean, it's hard to, I don't ever blame the penalty kill on, like, the goaltender because normally it's not it's like but that yeah that special teams really hurts them and it's crazy to think like they don't have a at least good power play i mean i could argue that their penalty kill suffers because jones and morensky play so much and then 
they also have to probably log top penalty kill minutes too so yeah you know they're getting a lot of work in every game to where you know other teams have the luxury of having their power play guy and their their penalty kill guys and stuff like that to where they're literally like their best players are the ones that are playing in every situation yeah and i don't i don't they have a good second pairing too like i take murray and savard it's not bad yeah, that's, no, that's it's not good bad. I think that they're they're like overall like offensive and defensive depth is good. I honestly think I'm honestly surprised, and I know I mean if we were you guys were tied the Devils and Columbus, and we were only one point ahead, but I'm surprised that they weren't like up there with like Washington and if not number one, like they have the team. Yeah, and that's what I mean. There's just something that doesn't get put together, and it's weird stuff. Like, dude. There's that one year where everyone was hurt, and last year Cam Atkinson yeah. just forgot how to hockey for like half the season, yeah. and Wenberg, who had that great year, just like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be our first line center. Like they're lucky Dubois, whatever his name is, <laughs> yeah. stepped yeah. up and took over that spot because that was supposed to be his job. So it's like these un- intangible things. So I mean, they could end up putting it together, or that shit could happen. Um, but I still give them a really high mark this year. I think that they could they could do it. But Bob and Panarin probably wanting to leave after this season does not sit right with their, for their future, I think. Yeah. I don't know what their prospect yeah, pool is because a lot of their prospect, their good ones, their t- highly touted ones are playing now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they I mean, that's like that's detrimental to their their team if Panarin and Bobrovsky both leave. Especially Bobrovsky. Like, they could probably recover from Panarin. I mean, it's tough, and it would take time. But, like, Corpusalo doesn't have the most appealing numbers as a backup over time. So I don't know if he's, like, the future starter or what. Well, he was supposed to be. I mean... He was supposed to be. But at the same time, it's like goalies normally play longer or, or still at least play at a a decent level longer than forwards and defensemen do. So, and I mean, regardless of what the playoffs say, I mean, Borowski has been one of the best uh, regular season goalies since he won that first Vezina, if not before. So it, I don't know. They, that's going to be rough if they can't get him to resign there. It definitely, I, I worry for their future, (laughs) but you know, again, they're not, they're not out of it. And who knows what they'll pull off. I don't know. The only thing that scares me, again, is Panarin straight up wants to leave. Like, I don't think that that's a ploy. I think that he honestly wants to go to um, a team. I think he wants to go play for Chicago, and they can't afford him. <laughs> I don't think that there's really another. Probably. Yeah, I don't think that. Well, he he didn't want to leave, I mean. Yeah, but who knows what's going on in Bob's head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If it, if who would take him is another thing. But I, I guess there's... There's team. Well, a lot of people. Yeah, would take him, no. But but I don't know if it would like. That's one thing. Like, I don't know that the if like Bobrovsky is available at the trade deadline because he's not going to resign and Columbus is out of it. That's probably something that doesn't like he doesn't drop in value at the trade deadline because teams are going to want to resign him for everything that he's worth, and they're going to be willing to give up to get him, give up whatever it is to get him. I just feel Especially like, you, like you don't hear about goalies being traded a lot. It's like a rough thing. No yeah. one knows how to value them, I feel like. Yeah. 
I mean, if there's anybody that's getting, well, at least they should. I don't, I mean, Kekalein and their GM seems to be, know what he's doing for the most part. I don't know if they, end, I don't, I don't know. I think that he resigns. I don't think that they're in any position not to offer him everything that he asked for, hand him a blank check and tell him to write whatever number on it he wants. Yeah. But I mean, that's another, like, it's like the, not, it's on such a bigger scale than like the Skinner trade, but it's like, that's a trade. You have to win that trade. You have to, or else you're super fucked. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. You have to get at least a goaltender prospect, like, in a top of the line, like, Ilya Samsonov or Carter Hart or whoever. You have to get that level of prospect back at least. Um, you have to get multiple picks, stuff like that. Like, it's it's insane. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Carolina, I think, should be in it. I Columbus? Don't know. Yeah, I say Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Carolina should not be in it. I don't think they will be. Um, no, Columbus should be in it, and I think they should have been better last year. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. All right, man. You ready for? Ton, you guys got to get these fucking overtime losses up. Yeah, man. There's a rookie number. Got to get those loser points. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess I'm ready to. You ready? Talk about the Flyers. Right. Yeah. What do you... Tell me. No, I had to start with You're the right. Devils. You tell me. All right. So, I like your team. I don't like your team, but I like your team. Um, it's another one of those weird... Okay. Uh, it's another one of those weird situations where it's like, well, they can do better than last year. There's like these intangibles. Like, you're the expert. But what I will say is that they do have, they do have depth. And there's the same type of thing I just said for Columbus. Like, you don't have... Well, that's not true. The goalie, I'd say, is a weak spot. You definitely want to up that. But Absolutely. if Brian Elliott can get you through, you supposedly have these three great goalie prospects, which maybe we'll see somewhat. Two. Okay, two. Uh, well, three, if you're counting Alex Lyon. Alex Lyon's not great, but I think that he can fill in. So Yeah, I just mean supposedly that's on the up and up. I'm never going to believe it because I always question your goalie because I don't think it's great ever. But... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because we can't draft, like, the greatest goaltender of all time and let him carry our whole team. <laughs> doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I guess it does. Now I'm just a spoiled brat. But I think your top line played good this year. Uh, I don't know if Giroux puts up, like, 100 points or whatever he had. And I don't know if Couturier puts yeah, up the same. But I do think they jam out. I think you guys had slept on Sean Couturier for a while, and he showed you he was more than just that third-line guy who's going to win face-offs. Um, I like the Van Riemsdyk move. Although I didn't to begin with, honestly. I was like, what are they doing? They're just not. But no, I mean, it makes you deeper. We'll see if it's an overpayment, but at this point, who cares? And if Patrick cannot be a bitch this year... <laughs> And I'm just kidding. I, I mean, he I, wasn't. He plays it hurt. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I think Nolan Pat, like, I get nervous because, like, a lot of Devils fans, other people are like, well, I think he, he sure was the right choice. Absolutely. But I think that just because Patrick didn't put up, like, a crazy, like, rookie season, like, doesn't mean that he was, like, not the dude who's supposed to go second or even possibly first in a draft. Like, he is going to be good. So, like, if he can be your second line center. Um, I think I've expressed this concern to you. I don't know if you want him to have to be your second-line center. 
but you kind of do at this point. So I, I'm worried about that, but he should be fine. Well, I think, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that even when he wasn't producing in the first half of the year, he won the second line center job. He just did. He was better than everybody except for Couturier. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying you don't want to have well, to put I mean, Jordan I, Wheel or like Lawton or any of those guys there. Well, yeah, no, I get that, but that's the thing is, like, he was, like, comfortable where he was at. Like, he wasn't, he was struggling to find, like, his footing or whatever, but then towards the end of the year, he found it, and then he was the second-line center. So I think that he's ready. Um, I don't think that he's ready to have, like, the weight put on him, but I also think that that's not as prevalent because you have veterans on either side of him. You have Voracek on one side and Van Riemsdyk on the other, probably. Um, or at least that should be. Yeah. That's the thing that I think concerns like pretty much every Flyers fan is like, I I personally I don't think that the whole, like I think that Dave Haxtell definitely has mismanaged players, and I'm not saying that he's flipping on a switch and isn't going to happen anymore, but I also think that this lineup, like it's almost like the at least the forward and defense lineup, like it's almost there's almost no room to fail it's like there's top six players on the first three lines it's like you can't really fuck it up yeah like if you fuck it up you're trying to fuck it up yeah i mean i like how you have wayne simmons to play in the third and he can move up i just mean you're gonna have a real talented guy in the third line and who knows which prospect you put with that fourth line but i mean it's not a bad little fourth line you got um but again it's it's your goalie and in my opinion, you should be super excited about your D. I mean, Ghost, Provorov. I'm super excited. Yeah, you got a lot of young guys for D. I'm so jealous. I love Provorov. I do. I, I really don't want to be a flyer. It's like if the, that one thing. But, you know, I, I think that he gets a lot of shit, too. Not a lot of shit. Like, no one talks about him. And I've watched a lot of games with you. And yeah, that I dude's going to be one of the best. Yeah, that dude's going to be one of the best D in the league forever. Um, for as long as he plays. And I don't think anyone really pays attention to it. I think that Provorov is like, when, we are, when we're talking about Wierenski everywhere, oh, yeah, the, the, the discussion should be moving to Provorov too. And Ghost is a great offensive defenseman. What are you going to do with McDonald, though? That has to be over soon, right? This year and next year. <laughs> this year and next year? Well, that's the thing. You just yeah. said it would be hard. Your coach would have to try to fuck this up. So Right, but Andrew McDonald is not... He, regardless of what anybody says, he is an NHL defenseman. He is. He is overplayed. The same thing with John Moore. Yeah. He is an NHL defenseman who gets overplayed... And Andrew McDonald got overpaid by our last GM, who we don't speak his name. <laughs> Fuck Paul Holmgren. <laughs> no, um, no, I'm not that concerned about Andrew McDonald. But you're not concerned about the. I'm not concerned about him being on your team. I think that it's like the same thing that our fans say about Zajac, where it's just like, oh, he gets paid so much, he sucks. But he doesn't suck. He's just a third line center. You just paid him too much, and he's and he's been good at what he does. It's probably the same right. thing for McDonald. Just again, are you going to set these? Is your coach going to set these lineups right, or are you going to have Andrew McDonald being overplayed again? Andrew McDonald likely is in the top four, unless 
And I feel like this, I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't think it's a possibility, but I do feel like Robert Haig and Travis Sanheim could be the the second pair by the end of the year. I don't think they, they won't start the year as the second pair, but I feel like at some point it you're just going to have to like, and honestly, like if you're asking me about anybody and the person I'm most concerned about is fucking Radko Gudis. I was going to say, that's a nice dream that you have Sanheim and Hag on that second pairing. I'm guessing then you put Ghost and Provorov at the top, but then you have McDonald and Gudis. You, and that would yeah. get walked on in a in a foot race at least. <laughs> what I'm hoping is that Felipe Myers, who's our other our other defensive prospect, has been in the AHL for two years. He kind of had a couple injury problems last year, but he played 50 games last year throughout the regular season and the playoffs, and he was fine when he was healthy. So I'm kind of hoping that he's ready to play and is going to win the job or win a job at least. Or he's, I mean, he's going to be the first call up at this point unless, well, I mean, they could play Christian Follin, who's the number seven and he just got signed to be the number seven. I don't see him as a regular. Um, I do feel like Myers could be in the lineup and I don't think that at this point, I mean, because we've done it before. We sent Andrew McDonald to the minors before, and I don't think that we're afraid to do it with Gudis either. I don't think that, like, jobs are safe just because Andrew McDonald and Gudis are signed to NHL contracts, to be honest. I think that easily both of them could find them one of... I don't think both of them do. I think it's very possible that one or, one or the other gets waived at some point. I don't think... I mean, I could see just for, like, the size that someone picks up Gudis... Because it's it's valuable, like a uh, big defenseman will just always have value. I mean, Luke Shen's still in the league. Yeah. So it has value. I don't think that people are gonna. I don't think GMs are gonna give up assets to trade for him. But um, yeah, I don't think that their jobs are safe. And I think that he is gonna be ve- used very sparingly. But like Sam Marin, the another big boy. I guess I don't know. Yeah, another big boy. Like he's hurt, but he's supposed to be coming back towards like the beginning of the new year. He is not waiver exempt anymore, so he's in the NHL regardless. Because I don't think that they'll waive him. Like Gudis or McDonald will get waived and sent to the AHL before Morin, and I mean that makes sense. But I don't know. I think this is gonna be. It's gonna be what it is. I mean, if Myers is ready to play in the NHL, then I think that he can win a job in the NHL. And then I think that either way, once he fully gets healthy, Morin is in the NHL. So we're already talking about nine defensemen. Yeah. So, but just to give like what I think the team is going to do, I think that if the players that are so kind of like with the Devils, like if the players that are supposed to be good and I'm more geared towards like the bottom six, if the players that are supposed to be good and be NHLers like Scott Lawton and pretty much Taylor Lear, like I think he can be a serviceable fourth liner and I think Lawton could be the third or the fourth line center. If both of those guys are able to keep Laterra and Weiss out, I mean, they're eventually going to play because they're the ones getting probably thrown in when an injury happens. But 
if those guys can keep those guys out of the lineup regularly, I think that they're fine. I don't think that Morgan Frost makes the team this year. That's like the center prospect. I don't think that he does. I think that he has one more year in junior, and then the third line center at least is his, or gets moved into like the wing or something. No, I think that the team is going to be fine. I don't think that it's still not the year. Like they're still not contenders. I mean, unless like Brian Elliott goes back to being St. Louis Brian Elliott, but I don't think that happens either. Um, I think that he's fine enough for a stopgap until Carter Hart gets to play whatever. But um, I do, I think a lot of Flyers fans, or not a lot, I think that the general consensus is that Alex Lyon isn't going to like win a job, and I honestly think that he will. I think that Hexall is kind of done with like the injury problems that Michael Neuverth brings. Although Michael Neuverth when like he actually he had like a 915 save percentage this year. Like he was actually numbers wise even though he didn't play in as many games as Elliot numbers wise, he was better than Elliot, but he just can't stay healthy. He's not healthy enough to be a starter. Yeah. But I think that I don't see really any problem with the top 6. I think, you know, Nolan Patrick has a whole year or this whole offseason to train, which he didn't last year. I think that, I agree with you, I don't think that Drew puts up 100 points, and I don't know. I think Couturier, is, I think he can get back into the 60s. I don't know that he puts up another 70-point season. I'd like to think that he could still score 30 goals, but either way, um, if he's in like the 60-point range and Travis Konechny's really ready to play on the first line, then... I mean, the second line, like, if you could have a second line with Van Riemsdyk and Voracek on it, regardless of who's in the middle of it, it's dope, so. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I Like I said, I, we're not contenders. I think that this year could be better. And just because I th- I'm not going to give too much away, but just because I feel like it can't be the same standings as last year, I think it does get better, to be honest. But. Yeah. You know, I think it's good. I I don't think I think that we're staying with the the plan that we've always had. So, yeah. Well, we're you ready to move on to the most boring part of this whole podcast so far? Where we yeah, this will probably be the quickest one. To I be honest, yeah. So we have the Pens, right? Yeah. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. I mean. Crosby and Malkin, Phil Kessel, uh, Jake Gensel, they're probably back in the playoffs. I don't like that they signed Jack Johnson. I don't really understand it, to be honest. Well, they're... I don't understand the term of What'd it. they give him? Like, they signed him for... They gave him 3.35 for five years, and then I just don't understand it. Yeah. I don't, like... I don't look at Jack. I don't... I think Jack Johnson's still an NHL defenseman, and I'm not exactly mad at the money. But I don't look at Jack Johnson and say, like, oh, I hope this guy's on my team for five years. <laughs> yeah, he might be past the, the point of that. But who knows? I have more faith in Jack Johnson. He's not a bad defenseman. And maybe he steps up and comes back. But that is a long term. I think that, again, dude, we with the Pens, eventually this is going to end. But... Crosby's going to be Crosby. 
Gensel, that was not a one-hit wonder. He proved that he's good. Like, their offense is really good. Um, I mean, I, I even like Derek Broussard on their third line. I mean, that's a good... Yeah, yeah. and they got Matt, they got Matt Cullen back to play on their fourth-line yeah. center. I mean, it's like... Yeah, I don't know what the what they're doing, but they've got a good team from top to bottom. Let's just again a big thing that's going to end up changing anything for the Penguins is injuries. I feel like it's it's always like that. Like even their D looks good, but then Chris Letang goes down. Does Justin Schultz play you know crazy again? You know what I mean? Or is right. is Ole Mata really like a top four like and these things get questioned once they start getting injured you know what i mean like but they they have guys who can step up and do it like again crosby goes down you have malkin step up and brassard on your second like who knows what these guys do just it it really i think comes down to to injuries and um and if they're gonna like play like clutch like you know what i mean like they like they did, they had some weird things happen this year for a team that's supposed to be so good, and they still ended up in second. So I never know how to rate these guys. I always hope that they're on their way out, but they're not. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, I think that their biggest thing is going to be Matt Murray. To be honest, yeah. I mean, they took the training wheels off this year, and it didn't go great. Oh man, he didn't have Mark Andre Fleury, but I think I like Matt Murray. I think that he's a good. I think he's a good goalie. I mean, it was there. It was a no-brainer move to let Flurry go to Vegas and to keep Murray. Like they made the right choice, but this was the first year that they didn't have Mark Andre Flurry to fall back on, and Flurry or and Flurry and Murray put up not good numbers. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible because I mean Pittsburgh can carry the weight because they're offensively and defensively good, but at the same time, like if he played. With like that nine twenty three save percentage that he did the year before, then they were probably first the president trophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and dude, I mean, they're if anything, I think you're right, and I think that we may have been putting the cart before the horse with Murray. I think he's good. I don't think he's bad, and he might be able to regain that. But I'd, he still he didn't play a lot, and people were talking about him like he was the next Vesna winner. So I'm still a little skeptical about that, and I do think that. And who knows with this D? I always say, like, oh, they're D. You know what I mean? Like it, But they definitely have the offense to compensate for it. And if they get, if they get halfway decent goaltending when their D goes cold or when someone gets hurt, like I said, then they're, you know, just fine. Yeah. But it's more, I don't know. Again, I think you're right. I think it really is going to depend a lot on Murray. Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the only question mark on the whole team. It's like Crosby and Malkin are going to be what they are every year. Just every year. I mean, they're not at the point where they're falling off. They're the best one and two centers in the league on the same team. Pittsburgh gets to let Phil Kessel play on their third line. Yeah. I mean, Gensel and Ruster good enough wingers to support or to be on cross i mean i a lot of players are good enough wingers to play on crosby's line <laughs> i'm but, a I good mean, enough winger the, to play on crosby's line <laughs> yeah but like gensel's the real deal yeah I, I will say that too i i i hate the penguins for anyone who hasn't known that about i there i hate them it just talking good about them hurts my soul but i, I have to be yeah, honest it hurts my goddamn feelings so goddamn yeah bad right and i now. think that they're the one thing, though, is that usually I could point to some players that could be like, 
who's that dude playing next to Crosby? That's bullshit. It's the Crosby effect. I mean, and but I don't think that it it is that with Gensel. I think he's, re- he's well, yeah, really a good thing player, is, like, that bastard. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, is that the two years that we won the cup were the years that we could poke fucking ten holes in their goddamn lineup, and they won the cup. And then the year that we were like, oh, Jake Gensel is probably actually good, and then Phil Kessel had the year he was supposed to, and it's like, you didn't win the fucking cup. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That too. It's like this out of all of them should have been the best year it should have been it should have been the best year that they had and it wasn't dude but i can't live in a world where the penguins repeat i'll die i'll die i thank god that didn't happen (laughs) my boss is a penguins fan too and i i i loved the fact that they didn't i i love the fact always that they don't win but i think he was all big and tough the past two years about those cups and then I, I straight up was like, "You sure it wasn't like you think it's Sid winning you those cups? You sure it wasn't like Flory just to like mess with him? Just <laughs> like I, it was yeah. your goalie, you got rid of him, but obviously right choice. But it's it's funny with these guys. They just yeah, no Pittsburgh. I mean, they're the they're the real deal for at least a few more years. Yeah, and they could they do dumb things management sometimes too." honestly like a first for like ryan reeves and so like they could screw this up at any moment but it's just hard for them to screw it up with that one and two that they got as much as i hate to say it and uh and like i said the the d can fall apart but it probably won't (laughs) yeah because chris letang's not bad but he gets hurt and these other guys have always managed to step up or the goalie steps up or, or they just score more that, that's the one thing that's dangerous about them is something goes cold and you think you have their weakness and then the other guys, it's something, they, they pick it up. So I'm just waiting for the year where they don't pick it up and they really have a weakness, but I don't see it this year, damn it. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm done. I don't know. I want it so bad, just... I just can't. I can't talk shit on them because they're good. They should be good. I mean, especially like if Murray gets his game together. I mean, I think I don't. I don't know. I don't know that they win another cup. To be honest. Oh, there's a lot of other good teams. That, <laughs> but yeah, I just think I. That's the thing is like I don't think that they win another cup only because I think that there's more good teams that are ready and fresher and not afraid um, of them in the playoffs or a cup final. But I mean, they'll be in the playoffs for the next as long as Crosby and Malkin are still doing their thing. I think that they're they're in it every year, so. Yeah, that's enough of them. Let's move on to our cup champions. The Stanley Cup. You're champion, Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals. <laughs> Yo, I hate their fucking announcer on TV. Fucking worst. <laughs> just his voice. Like it's not that he's annoying or whatever. It's just like, it's like too like video gamey for me. It's like fuck off. Like you don't really sound like that. <laughs> But no. Anyway, um, congratulations to the Capitals on their cup. Congratulations, Ovi. Yeah, it's really, I really just Ovi. I just want to, I, I honestly, like, there was part of me that didn't because I didn't want another team in the Metro to win a cup because it just hurts. But if there was any player, I mean, Ovi is one of the best players that I'm ever going to see play. So, you know, and he's not like our, 
our real or he's our rival but he's not like our rival like the penguins are yeah they're not really our real rivals either i don't really have a hate for the capitals i don't i just i'm more excited for ovi than the capitals but it was exciting a team that never won the cup to win it i do like to see that yeah that that was my biggest thing it's like that's what i've been wanting for the past ever like since fuck i can't this has been better than watching fucking uh, Chicago and LA hand the cup back and forth, but I mean, still that was fucking brutal. Yeah, I hate back to backs and everything just because. But yeah, no, it was nice to see Washington win it, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm actually surprised they kept that team together pretty well. Yeah, I didn't think that that was gonna happen. But there's something that you just said about the Penguins, and it's not really; it's like the reverse effect. Is I really looking at the Capitals lineup from the past? couple years i'm like oh my god this definitely is the best team in hockey on paper and the year that they start not being able to afford people and replacing good players with like Devonte smith pelly they win the goddamn cup <laughs> it's like i don't know what to say anymore maybe i'm not good at this like podcasting about hockey thing because my predictions i was like so impressed with like the capitals team and then dude last year when they traded for um for Shattenkirk at the deadline, just to have, I was like, dude, this team is going to wreck it, dude. And they couldn't do it. And then this year, not that their team was bad this year. Like you said, they kept the most of the gang together. Um, and they yeah. still have a good team. Like, I still rank them high this year. I think that they could, I don't know if they win another cup, but I, I think it's really ironic that it's the, it's the year where we're like, well, they got worse, and then they win it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that the biggest... They, I mean, I think Grubauer plays a large part in their success. Even though, I mean, he had a good year this year, and but it seemed like a lot, like until he went on that run towards the end of the season when Holpe faltered a little bit, it seemed like at the beginning of the season, it was like both of them were not up to par, and then Holpe goes on a little bit of a run, and then he falters towards the end, and then Grubauer saves the day, and um comes in and then he gets yanked in the playoffs or whatever i didn't i didn't see that i'm honestly still surprised to this day that they didn't just put holpe back in because i knew grubauer wasn't going to last um in the playoffs but i do think that it hurts him because grubauer is probably he was one of the best backups in the league and to have a goalie like holpe and then have a player like grubauer play behind him i mean it's just it's like a cheat code yeah especially when you have a good team so yeah so I think that hurts them, um, but for the most part, I think, you know, the way they were able to keep most of the guys, I mean, especially John Carlson, I think that it was important to them to keep him, because I'll be real, I, I told Rob, like, the day he got signed, like, if there was any team that I'm glad John Carlson got overpaid from, I'm glad that's the Capitals, because I think that it just fits there, like, it's, there's, John Carlson had a career year in the year they won the Cup. So I'm not expecting him to be a 60-point defenseman every year. But if he goes to open market, he gets paid more than probably he got with Washington. And I wouldn't guarantee the results. Yeah. Yeah, and there's one thing, too. I, I like that. I love Kuznetsov. I think Backstrom's an underrated center. I like TJ Oshie, but he's getting older. Ovi's going to be good till the day he dies. Like... And Ovi's sturdy. We've had this talk. Like, Ovi, I don't think, is going anywhere. He's probably going to quit 
just because he doesn't feel like it anymore and go still play hockey somewhere before he ever like got bad and like was forced to retire. Like I wouldn't, I don't want right. to jinx him again. I'm not trying to, but if he was like Yager and just played forever, I wouldn't doubt it. And as much as I hate it, you could hate Tom Wilson. He's a good, like they, these guys, they're good. Um, yeah. but their window just because of the cap and like what they've had to do to keep some of these guys, is a little bit more up in the air, I think, than the than the Penguins. So I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. But they also could could fall from grace in the future. I'm just sure it's not next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I think that they're still in the playoffs. I could see. I don't. I don't think everybody like because I've already seen like Ovi's already back on working out and everything. <laughs> but I mean, Stanley Cup hangovers are a real thing. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> it happens. So. And I, I honestly, I don't predict it to be detrimental, and I'm not even saying that it happens, um, but it could happen. Yeah, dude, they were hyped. I mean, they, <laughs> they were excited. Yes, I mean, it could happen, but I, I think that they're still fine. I think the biggest question is going to be is because their goalie prospect Ilya Samsonov, who's just been tearing up the KHL, if he's ready to go, then that's good and then but i I, it's the thing it's like everybody is like wanting like harder heart to be ready to come in the ahl it's like the same thing it's like or come into the nhl it's like i wouldn't expect samson off he might not even play in the nhl he might be he could be ready and that's very well possible but i don't think that he's still only 21 himself so it's like it doesn't happen that often where like, even, like, Vasilevsky was already 23 by the time, like, he came in and replaced um, Ben. Well, he was 22, he, but he played that year as the backup, and then the next year he was ready. Yeah. So, you know, you I still think that that's, like, a year out, or it should be. I mean, I that's the thing. It's like, if this kid's supposed to be good and you already have Holpe, you can get by with a mediocre goal backup goaltender for now and, you know, let this kid go as he – is supposed to not rushing him into the backup position when you don't really need him to. So, because yeah. I think the team is solid to where, you know, it might not be, I don't know, it might not be as good as it was last year. And I, I don't think that they win the cup again last year because I think a lot of things went right for them. Yeah. Like, I think, I'm not going to say that anybody else beats them, but I think that playing Vegas in the cup, that was kind of the easiest out of any of them i think not that vegas is an easy team to play against but i think that winnipeg and nashville put up more of a fight in the cup final Hmm. i don't think it's over in six i'm not saying that or over in five i don't i'm not saying that the caps still don't win the cup i just think that it goes six or seven games easy yeah if nashville or winnipeg is because i mean at that point they expose flurry Vegas is running on young legs and stuff like that. Well, so would, like, Winnipeg, I feel like, though. I mean, they've got some veterans, but still, like, it's not like they had an overabundance of, like, playoff experience either. I would agree Nashville yeah, would be scary for them. I do think that. Yeah, but Winnipeg has size. They have skill all up and down to where, like, the only player that I would argue is, like, a top defenseman on vegas is shay theodore and he's 22 years old fair to where like you have dustin bufflin and truba and myers and 
Josh Morrissey. Like, maybe not a whole lot of playoff experience, but you have skill. And just alone, I mean, everybody, like Truba, Bufflin, and Myers, they're like six foot seven apiece. All of them. Yeah. But, I mean, they. Vegas beat them, though. Right, and I'm not saying that. Yeah, it's it's a what if, like if they got there. Yeah, but, I get it. I get it. I know you're not trying to diss Vegas. I just think that yeah, they did also have some but advantages same, too. Um, yeah, but it's not like a hidden secret is how like Washington exposed Mark Andre Fleury. Fleury plays aggressive, and every other team was able or was not able to get that cross crease. Washington won by getting Fleury out aggressive. And Vegas's defense wasn't able to keep up with their forwards, and they got cross crease wide open nets. Yeah. So it was, it was clear why like Vegas was able to be exposed, and Washington was the first one to do it. And I give them all the props for that because no one else did it. I just think that the matchup, like regardless, is is way different for Winnipeg, and I think Nashville's the harder matchup just because if they would have got back, I think that they're hungry. At that point, but at the same time, Pekka Rene faltered in the third round. So, yeah. But yeah, I don't want to make this about them. I think, I mean, Washington did it, and it's something I never thought that they would do. So, yeah. And I think finally the Ovi critics could, because I love Ovi. I shouldn't. He's cocky. He's not playing for my team. I do like Alex Ovechkin. I think he's one of the most talented players we're going to see. I think he's a lot more well rounded than people give him credit for just because he scores a bunch of goals. And all that, like, Ovi doesn't show up in the playoff stuff is just over. <laughs> it better be over. Yeah. Just shut up about it. Because he, he played fantastic. He led that team in. No, I agree. He I played like a captain should, and, and he, he got it done. Yeah, there's definitely no... Because he got a lot of criticism for not being, like, that well-rounded player and just being the sniper. As, like, Ovi's grown up a lot as a player since he's came into the league. And it it really shows like he's actually like he's a he's a leader. He's the guy who puts it all on himself to where maybe in the beginning of the his career he wasn't like that, but he was also scoring like no one else ever well had in this like era of hockey. Yeah. So it's like he deserved to be cocky. It's like he was the best at what he did. And for as young as he was, he was the best, so Yeah. You know, but no, I'm happy to see. I was really happy to see him win it. It was truly someone who wanted it to where a lot of people, even myself, like I questioned whether or not he really wanted to do it for the Capitals because I felt like they were going in the wrong direction at times. But, you know, once he had it and once he was close, like it showed that he really wanted it and it was someone who really wanted it. Yeah. And it was a team that never won it before, which is something that I wanted. Yeah. I would have preferred it not to be a Metro team, but... Still, either way. Yeah, and we, we we got what I wanted. I wanted it to be a final where no matter what the team was playing, it was their first cup. So that was sick. Yeah. That was really cool. And it, I mean, ironically enough, even that the other two matchups, you said we would have had that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, and I, I like that. Not that a team that, not that a team that's like won before can't win it. But I don't want to watch the same boring final. I want to see these bottom teams go to tops. And tops go to bottoms, and and I I do think that the the Caps had worked really hard, and I remember being so disappointed the season before when they got eliminated, just being like, "What did you guys do? Like you didn't play like you had for the past like years now," and and they did it. So I want to give them their their props, 
And they're not going anywhere. They're good. Ovi's going to come back yeah. and do it again. And, and there are other guys. Like, I'm not taking anything from Kuznetsov or Oshi Backstrom, Holtby. The, the list goes on. I'm not taking anything away from from the, the other team. Like, they're a team. Like, there was a group effort. But Ovi's the shit. And he, like, finally got it. And like I said, he was a captain. He looked like that captain that he was supposed to be. Yeah. So you ready to finish this thing up now that we've done, like, world record long yeah. podcast? <laughs> I know. Sorry, guys. This is, again, our division. So we're going to rant and rave. Oh, yeah. I knew this was going to be a long yeah. one. I want to just come out and say I don't know. I made this list before I did – or not before I did any research because I don't really need to do a whole lot of research. I kind of knew – I had it in my brain already, um, but I made this list before I did all my notes and stuff. And I don't know that I personally believe it. I just feel like it's too easy and probably Im- it's just improbable that the the list is going to be Washington, Pittsburgh, Philly, Columbus, and the Devils again. Those are my five teams. Those five teams are in the playoffs, I'll tell you yeah, that right now. That, that- or in the wild card spots because I, I don't know that florida doesn't win a wild card but yeah yeah no i say that and i'd say mine's tentative too i feel like i had to swap a couple just because you're right like it being the same as last year but i don't think anyone's safe there i think any of those five teams some more than others obviously could be first like you know what i mean we'll we're just gonna see how it all like like pans out like any i think everybody has a shot at first and i think that all like and that's the thing it's like i feel like there's so much like weighted here like if i say someone's in fourth place that means like oh they must be so many points back like all these teams probably have more than 93 points 95 points like all these teams are close to 100 by the end of the year yeah and and it just i feel like this list since it's so finicky like if one if we get one thing wrong they're all wrong yeah, like if absolutely. Columbus isn't exactly where I put them on this list, everything is upside down. Like it, it, it's insane. So it's not fair. We're probably going to get these wrong. But I made a couple changes, and like I said, I was harsh on on my on. Well, let's just do the list. You'll see. All right, I want to go bottom to top. Oh, okay, do it. All right, in eighth place, I have Carolina. Ooh. See, I put the Rangers because I think that the, their management really is going to buy into the rebuild thing, and I don't like the D, where I think Carolina's got a better support. I just don't think that they are going to oomph to the next level. I, I really think the Rangers are going to bomb another year. I think I think it could go either way because I'm assuming that you have Carolina as seven. Yes. I have the Rangers as seven. Okay. I think it could go either way. I mean— if the Ra- I don't think that the Rangers buy back in to try to get to the playoffs, but I don't even know. I mean, the one player I guess they could sell that has value that they maybe look at shopping is Zuccarello, but even then it's like, why, really? Yeah. Because you don't really have anybody filling that role. So I don't know if I see them as like huge sellers to where No, Carolina- I-, I just don't know what Carolina does. Like I don't know that like I think that the Rangers could be better. Not better, but, like, about the same, but with, like, bringing in Heedle and um, Anderson and stuff like that. And if this, like, Gorgiev kid is, like, the real deal backup, I just think that it's—I don't think that they're, the Rangers aren't going to be, like, bottom feeders in the league. 
Yeah, I think. but I mean, that's fair, though. This whole Metro, the whole season, none of them are really bottom feeders in the league until the Rangers decided to sell everything, and they still weren't that. that it's possible for you to be eighth in this division and not yeah. be near the bottom of the league. Like, yeah, the bottom half, but but um, yeah. I, I just I think know. that the Rangers, are, I'm not saying that they're going to tank on purpose, but they have, they've got a lot of kids playing. I think Carolina's got a little bit more oomph, but... There's questions there. That's all. Yeah, I just think that both of these teams could blow up and crash and do whatever. I think it's both easily possible because, like we were talking about before, like Carolina, the gold, like the defense is good. So if they have a decent goaltender, it should be good, but it's just not. Yeah. And I mean, if Svechnikov comes out and scores like fucking double whatever Jeff Skinner does, then who knows how this thing plays out. But I do think that Carolina doesn't know what they're doing. So I don't have much faith yeah. that they're taking the next step. I feel like all their players are going to have good years. They're just not going to amount to anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, right, who do you have at six? We both have the Islanders then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they're good enough to get back up, but... Um, you know, again, all hope is not lost. They need to. They kind of need to wait for other teams to start sucking a little bit, and I think they've got a couple more pieces. But Barzell and you know they could definitely carry themselves past the the Rangers. And I think Carolina should have the talent to beat them. I just don't think they will. Yeah, I just I just personally don't think that it's going to be as bad as everybody thinks for the Islanders. I think it's going to be not great, but not like let's burn the arena down i think it's gonna be fine i think barzell i honestly like even though i think that he's gonna struggle i think that he will be quick to adjust and um you know maybe he doesn't put up 85 points but i don't think that he struggles i think he could easily still hit 70 so yeah yeah no absolutely they definitely still have a shot but i do think they're out of the playoffs I do think that they're out of the playoffs. So I think that we already gave our hand away. So we both have the Devils at fifth then? Yes. All right. So just real quick, we already talked about them a ton. Like I said, this is the part of the list where it gets scary. But like, like not scary. Like it just It's all out of whack. Who knows what's going to happen. But my Devils could be better. They could be worse. But more than likely, I think they're right there. And I think that their biggest threat is Florida. <laughs> yeah. If that five spot takes a wild card, I think we make the playoffs. It's just that simple for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that the Devils are going to be right there, and it highly depends on Florida. I think that's that's the kicker. It's like if Florida does well, then the Devils could miss, and if not, then... But I also believe that the Devils could just be better, too. Yeah, me I, too. I, like, I think that... It, I this is where the Florida. list like really could like fuck us over because like you said one's wrong they're all wrong yeah and that's what i mean the, the devils, devils could be, supposed to be first. shit but they were in first <laughs> yeah i yeah. have no idea like i'm pretty sure the only team i'm not sure about and we didn't do it for long but the only thing i'm not sure about that held first place was columbus but every all the other four held first place at some point yeah in the in the year and columbus might have done it, i just don't remember and we didn't do it for long we did it for like a three games and then we were tied for a while and then we died i don't know yeah and i think that the point race is going to be close like i think it's going to be easily hoppable like the other time so i say florida is our biggest threat 
Because if you're in that five spot, it is. But if it's a point or two disconnecting the third place spot and the two wild card spots, it's really they're all threats. Yeah. And moving on to number four, I have you guys. So I think that that is something that to watch this year too. I think it's like who's gonna. I think that's gonna be a battle. I really do. I don't know who do who do yeah. you have fourth? I have Washington. Really? To be honest, I do. Just, and and that's the thing. It's like I made this before, and I just stuck with the list I had. I don't think, and I think this is the. The thing is, like, I think people hear that and it's crazy, and I don't think it's that crazy. Um, they're losing points wins-wise just from losing Grubauer. If their kid backup isn't ready, their backup is, like, Phoenix Copley, who has played, like, four games in the NHL. So, you know, not that they couldn't find another backup. I just think that I think that really hurts them, to be honest. I think they lose a lot there. Um, and one, it was just close to begin with. I mean, they were only seven points ahead. They were five points ahead of Pittsburgh, and they were seven. Yeah. It's not... It's not unlikely to think that they could fall back that far. And that's not far. Like, that could be 100 points right there. They could have a 100-point season and be in fourth place. That's a fair point. That's a fair point, and I don't think it's crazy because, like I said, I, I foresaw this, like, it could go any way. I'm just surprised that you put that there. But I could see that. I, I And that. The, I think the biggest – I just had, like, I – I wanted, like, in my head, like, the real lineup is the same as last year, and it's just not going to be the same. Yeah. Something's going to be different. It's not going to be Washington, Pittsburgh, us, Columbus, you. It's going to be different, and I just feel like I had... It's not... I Like I said, I don't know if I believe this list at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I only put you guys fourth because, again, for just continuity, I think that we we will fuck with each other. Um, and I put yeah. us down there and you're right. I wanted to change something. So I put Columbus above you guys. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And I didn't go crazy. I have the Flyers in third. Okay. So it's not like I picked the Flyers to win the division. So. All right. So we're kind of, I, I see where our mindsets are. Then what, do you, who do you have second? Uh, Columbus. Okay. All right. So I have Columbus third, then the Caps. Just assuming that they're going to be good again. Um, I we didn't really change a lot with this list. I kind of just flipped you and and um, and Columbus, but I think you're right about. I don't think that they're a definite fourth, but it could it could. I think that the again, like how many points separated that first place spot? Eight points separated the first spot from the last wild card. So who really knows? Yeah. Um, but I do. I do think that they could be overtaken, but just looking at it on paper, I put the pens first. <laughs> yeah, I have the pens first. So. I mean, they just are what they are. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But I do think they could be dethroned. Like, I don't think that that's a given. I'm not like, well, the pens are definitely going to be in first. But if you just look at the teams on the lineup, you just have to. I don't know what else you're supposed to do. Yeah. I just, I don't like... I don't know. I just don't see it for Washington. Like, I don't think that they win another. I don't, well, like I said before, I don't call back to backs. No, yeah. Um, I just don't. It just, I don't see them winning another. I don't see them winning the cup next year. And just, I mean, the, that was an important backup that they had. And don't get me wrong, like, they had to because they, 
they needed to do it for cap reasons and um he probably wasn't staying and they got Colorado to buy out or pick and then they were able to re-sign him. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty yeah, slick so, move too. That's, yeah. <laughs> so like I said, like and I don't know shit. Like I'm not like an analyst or whatever. Like I don't do this for a living. So I'm just what I do know is that the turnover rate in the playoffs is pretty high. So and I'm already picking the same five teams to where that might not even be true. It seems to be true because I don't know that the Islanders, Carolina, or the Rangers could do it. Just because I feel like there's too many holes on their teams for yeah. me to justify that, like, oh, like, because I, I, like, I think the Islanders are going to be decent, but they're probably like an 80-point team, so I just can't justify saying, like, oh, the Islanders kicked the Devils out because they might have 90 points. Like, I don't think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot easier to pick what the top five was, but from there it's really uh, whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I could pick the five teams. What order they come in, I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know that I even believe this list. And I can't wait. We're going to find out. Obviously, we're going to do a special episode once these playoffs start um, and see how wrong we were. But I, I yeah. like what we've had so far for all four divisions. This one, it was like the easiest to write down, but the hardest to justify is what I would say. Yeah, and I'm just super excited. This is my division. These are the teams I hate and I love. And if there's one thing to be excited for, like I said, no matter how this turns out for me and you, two teams that are on the up and up when some other teams are going to be on the down and down soon, this rivalry is like going to get popping harder soon. I see Absolutely. it and it's going to be bloody and, and it's going to be bad and it's going to be so fun to watch and make fun of you during. So <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, cause I think like as much as people like want to discount like the flyers and the devils or Columbus or whoever, like I do feel like these next couple years, the tides are changing. Like, yeah. And I, I mean, I think like Pittsburgh just stays competitive because they have the two best centers in the game right now. But that's not going to be forever. Um, they have a good young goaltender. I don't love their defense, but it's solid. Yeah. But, you know, eventually, like, Jake Gensel is going to get a contract. And he's probably going to deserve a lot of money. Yeah. And that means, like, who leaves? Like, Phil Kessel? Or what? Like, I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't think that they're... I, it wouldn't surprise because a lot of people talk about like, oh, is Phil Kessel getting traded or whatever? Does he not want to be in Pittsburgh? I just don't think Phil Kessel gives a fuck. <laughs> He's just trying to play hockey and like people talk about him like fishing in the offseason. It's like, fuck you. He's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. So like if he does, like I could see just because he's the guy, he probably has the most value for someone that they're willing to get rid of. So if he does get traded, it wouldn't surprise me. But it's it's a hit. Like, that's a hit to their team. Yeah. So it's, like, things like that. Like, you know, you have to move Cap out to be able to re-sign the Jake Gensels, but you give up the Phil Kessels or the Hornquist or whoever, Justin Schultz or whoever. It takes a hit somewhere because you can't afford to pay everybody $6 million. Yeah. And they shouldn't do Justin Schultz. That would be bad someone's got to step yeah up. no i don't i think it has to be phil kessel no i understand or and phil or kessel's full of talent but i see what you're yeah. saying there's a lot of intangibles but 
I'm I'm super excited for hockey. There's like not a bad way the season could turn out. Let's, let's fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it for the Metro, right? Yeah. I think so. For the Metro long episode. Jesus Christ, almost two fucking hours. <laughs> Edit this shit down, my brother. <laughs> Edit it down. Yeah. I, I said a lot of dumb stuff. Just cut it out. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that that's going to do it for our, our Metro division. I think we're going to have, I don't know. It depends on how, how this all gets gets uploaded and everything, whether or not we're going to have a couple filler episodes where we just kind of bullshit and talk about some stuff, or we might just hop into not live but up-to-date podcasts where we're not banking these anymore it's going to be weekly being posted every week of current events so yeah and i'm excited for that i think this is gonna i i think it's gonna be a good year so i do too so i mean expect that we're gonna start doing a lot more things that are going on during the preseason. and again when if we get some time together because we still got a month or two um we'll have our classic arguments of who's better and fuck this nhl yeah. list that they made and you know <laughs> i want to do that really bad. i know you do i want to do that fucking awful yeah. and please fan feedback is definitely wanted um so like, yeah. you disagree feedback. call me a piece of shit you want to hear us talk about something or you think something's interesting we'll definitely hit it um yeah like ask us. us questions and stuff or whatever you know i'm down to talk anything so yeah but that'll do it for serious time i think yeah, yeah. Now this can just be the shitty ho- hockey podcast, so where we talk about what we don't know about, and no, that's what we should have named it: the shitty hockey podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for this week, guys. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Off the Barcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Fuck You Raff um, R A F F at the end, and then we'll be back next week with something new. Something new and fresh. No more previews. No more talking about every single goddamn team in the division. But yeah, um, this has been Off the Bar. And once again, I'm Joey. And this is Rob. And we'll see you guys next week.